This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. Today's solo episode question comes from Hannah, who has asked about how to navigate body image dips. Now, I think this is just such a huge topic. And my goodness, is it something that I can speak on for a long time? Because body image is one of those really difficult things where it's so normal to have little dips in body confidence, even having, you know, extended periods of time where we don't feel our best, and we sort of can look in the mirror and really pick apart ourselves. And I think that The first thing that I would encourage you to understand, Hannah, is that it's unrealistic in my eyes to be body positive all the time. I know that there are people online who can just make it seem so easy to love ourselves. But I think that we live in a world where we are surrounded constantly by perfection, by diet culture, by all of the things that can be huge triggers if you're someone that can, from time to time, have body image dips. So I think that my approach is to always say, first off, It's okay if you don't wake up every day and look in the mirror and go, I love myself because (laughs) I'll be honest, that's not me. And I think that on my own journey with body image, I've really had to learn that having dips is very normal. Having days where I don't feel my best is totally okay and actually part of the journey rather than seeing it as something that's going to set me back or set me down a path of going back on my recovery and regressing. So That's my first thing to say. It is okay if you are not body positive all the time. The second thing that's been a really helpful learning mechanism for me, and I work through this with my therapist a lot, is, you know, when I think back to the person that I was about five years ago, every time that I would have a thought about my body, I would accept that thought to be true. So I might think something like, oh, my tummy looks a bit funny or, oh gosh, my arms look a bit big. And it was almost as though that thought suddenly was implanted and I just accepted it to be true. Now, our brains are really funny in this way that thoughts come and go in and out of our brain. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of them every day, in, out, in, out, this, that. And some of those thoughts can come in and go out and some of them can hang around and particularly ones that surround our body. They can often be quite, you know, kind of persistent in terms of how they can hit us and especially at certain times when they can hit us. And I think that the thing that I really learned was 
learning to challenge those thoughts is such a helpful tool to have in your toolbox. So by that, I mean, I'm having a day where I wake up, I look in the mirror and my brain tells me, oh, Alice, your tummy looks a little bit funny today. Or it's looking a little bit funny in those leggings. My first thing previously would have been to accept that thought to be true. Well, yes, it does. My now brain is able to go, okay, maybe I'm having a bit of a a lower day today, or maybe I'm not quite feeling myself. Or why is that thought come into my head? And I'm able to challenge it. I'm able to say, hmm, that's interesting. And I'm curious about its origin. I'm curious about why it comes up. And I can then say, do you know what? I'm going to ignore that thought today. I'm not going to lean into that thought. I'm going to set that aside. I'm going to go and do something that takes me away from that thought and makes me feel good about myself. And I'm going to try and just put it you know, on the back burner and not accept it to be true. And I think that that for me has been really empowering. It's almost put the power back into me rather than the power being within my brain in this kind of endless stream of you're this, you're that, you're not this, you're not that. Oh, you don't look like that. She looks like this, you know, whatever. I actually now feel like I've kind of regained my power. I am able to have control over my brain and say, oh, that's really curious that I'm feeling that way about my body today. I wonder why that is. Where am I in my menstrual cycle? Did I have a bad night's sleep? Has something happened that I'm feeling a little bit low about? And once I start to pick up on those things and I start to become curious about its origin and challenge its, you know, plantation in my brain, then that really does help me. The next thing that I think is really important to uh, do is kind of have some reminders in your phone of perhaps a time when you might have been in a smaller body than where you were. Like, and, and this is just something that's really helped me. So I don't know your particular journey, but I know for me, you know, there was definitely a period of my life where I found myself in a, in a much smaller body and I thought that that was quote unquote perfection for me. I quickly realized that that was probably my most unhealthy I've ever been. And I was actually deeply unhappy at the time. And I think that often we can have this idea that at our smallest, we're our best, we're our, we're our most desirable, we're our most successful, most likable. And I think for me, it's really important to write, remind myself of those times when a photo might catch you out, for example, from five years ago, and you look at it and you think, oh, God, I, I don't look like that now. I'm able to have some notes in my phone of moments that I remember from when I was smaller and when I was really not happy. And I think that that is really helpful for me because there are times where my brain can just, you know, catch me out. And despite all these coping strategies that I've worked on, my brain can catch me out and I can think, oh, would life be better if, you know, maybe I just, if I tightened up a little bit or if I, you know, maybe went on a bit of a cut and, and, you know, leaned out a little bit. Yeah. My brain has those thoughts still. I'm going to be totally honest with you. They can catch me out at moments. I think that what's really helpful in those moments is to revisit that little notes page in my phone. Doesn't need to be long of just a few moments where I know, and I viscerally remember being in a smaller body and not feeling happy, not feeling comfortable, not feeling good enough yet, you know, outwardly showing this, you know, quote unquote, again, not perfection, but what I believe to be perfect physique. And I think that those things can be really helpful, especially on those days where that kind of thought process goes down the track of, oh, maybe I should lose some weight, or would I be better if I lost some weight? Having those reminders, life wasn't better than Alice. Life wasn't better. You weren't happier things didn't come to you quicker. Like as much as it can seem that way and as much as we can, you know, succumb to the narrative that that things are better when we're smaller, just having those little reminders can be really helpful. 
Another thing that I wanted to touch on, which I found really helpful for me in, in my journey of recovery, is being surrounded by supportive people. I know that there have been times in my life, and this is something that I've massively worked on in therapy, is who I surround myself with and what those people do for me and how I feel about myself. I think that the energy we surround ourselves with is hugely important to how we feel about ourselves. And there have been times where I've surrounded myself with people who have either triggered things within me or made me feel a certain way that has been really quite bad for my not only body image, but but you know self-image as well. More recently, I have worked really hard and I'd probably say coming off the back of COVID for me, COVID was one of those moments for me where I was able to a little bit wipe the slate clean in terms of who I really valued in my life and what they meant to me and who was important to spend time with. When all things were taken away from us, it was kind of a bit of a regroup for me of who do I really now want to reinvest my time into? Who makes me feel good about myself? And I know that being surrounded by people that support me, that make me feel happy, that bring me up, that have a brilliant energy. My mum uses this phrase and I'm sure she's listening. She's a regular listener, but she uses this phrase about radiators and drains. And I'm sure some of you have heard similar, if not the same analogy, but you know, there are people in life who are radiators and who are drains. I've always been taught this by my mum from a young age. There are people who make you feel warm and cozy and loved and supported. And there are people who drain that energy from you. And I think that when you look around you, part of that body image journey can be about who am I surrounding myself with? Are these people making me feel better about myself? Or am I actually leaving and feeling a little bit worse about myself? And that can be a big, big part of recovery. And yes, that means having some difficult decisions and conversations. If you look around yourself and you think, Mm, haven't really got many people that are making me feel great about me. But actually what that can do in turn is just start the process of you maybe bringing more people in that do make you feel good about yourself. Maybe it's making new friends in different areas. I know that, for example, you know, exercise and making friends through exercise has been a big thing for me and, and, and what those people do for me in terms of my energy, for example. But maybe it is about having a really honest conversation with yourself and saying, am I surrounding myself with the right people who make me feel good about who I am right now, how I look, how I show up in the world? That can be really important. On my next point, think that social media is a huge part of my journey. I recognized early on in my recovery from, you know, my eating disorder and, and from disordered eating and orthorexia and all those things that, you know, social media was always going to be a part of that recovery. And so it wasn't simply a case of being able to sign off and never use it again. And I'm sure for lots of you, that's, you feel the same. It's, it's not about that you want to leave social media. That's still going to be part of your life, but perhaps it's about curating your social feed to just make you feel better about being you. That has been such a huge thing for me that has really meant that when I log on to social media now, I can guarantee you that every person I follow, it makes me smile, teaches me something, makes me feel good about myself, makes me laugh. There is so much that I find uplifting on my social feeds now that it doesn't feel like a space that I go and suddenly click on and think, oh God, that person's made me feel terrible about myself. Social media can be a wonderful tool. It's probably what's led you here. So thank you, social media. But it does have its negative sides. It has its little pockets of toxicity of, of kind of, you know, real um, disordered eating, terrible diet culture habits and you know it can just take one click to be sucked back into that world so choosing and curating who you follow depending on how they make you feel is really important and I'll reference just a handful of people that I love one of my best friends Chessie King 
Um, Clarkson is a huge one for me. I just think she's absolutely wonderful. Alex Light, uh, some of these are previous guests on the podcast, of course. Megan Jane Crabb, Lottie Drynan, Michelle Ellman, Millie G. There are so many. Uh, and those are just some of them, the people that came to my mind, but people that really make me feel good, make me think differently about the world, make me feel better about who I am and how I show up. And I think that, you know, it's really important that we you know, recognize that whoever is inspiring us or, or is part of our social media journey is subconsciously affecting how we pe- feel about our bodies. And so making that feed a positive space can be huge. I think ultimately, Hannah, I kind of want to just sign out by giving you a huge hug. I always, whenever I have body image chats with people, my first thing is to instantly want to hug someone because I know what it feels like to feel pretty crap about yourself and to go through this journey of rediscovering what health and, and you know, what your body looks like at the actual version of healthy rather than what you perceive to be healthy. And, and I guess going through different stages of your life as well, I, I find myself age 30 now being in a really good place with who I am and what I am and how I look. But, you know, it's not been easy. It isn't an easy journey and my god it has its ups and downs and so if you're on that journey I just want you to know that part of you know staying on social media for me was about being that support mechanism for people that might now be on the similar path to the one that I was and being able to whether it be virtually or if I get the opportunity to meet you in real life give you that hug so that you feel that you're not alone and that it's totally okay to feel how you're feeling so I kind of want to sign out on that the biggest hug to you and anyone else who finds themselves in a similar position to Hannah. Uh, I really do empathize with your journey and keep going because it is so worth it. All right, guys, that was the solo episode for this week. And I really look forward to you joining me next week for my podcast. Insanity Group.